episode three of the nine points started with a dream podcast Hey guys, welcome to the Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. I'm your host, Jacoby Gillum. Today's episode is pretty cool. We have Pauline, Peter, Mathias, and Lynn Burke. These two right here are power couple in the truest meaning for sure. Today we kind of go through Pauline's journey from judo and Olympic training center to now she's now an upcoming MMA fighter. How Lynn, Lynn kind of came in her life through one little simple IGDM. So how they kind of navigate this journey together, how they kind of feed off each other's energy and how couples can kind of learn from their their story. So here we go. Question I'd like to start with is when you were younger, what was one of your biggest dreams as an athlete? Well, I started gymnastics like when I was a baby, you know, in like the mommy and daddy and me classes kind of thing. And so, and then I was a cheerleader as well, like hardcore cheerleader gymnast as a kid. And then once I started judo, it kind of like, I started judo when I was seven, so I was a cheerleader, a cheerleading gymnastics and judo all at the same time, like most of my life. And that's what I just knew that I wanted to be the greatest athlete in the world. That was literally my one thing I always told myself growing up. I didn't, I don't know necessarily like, like I of course wanted to be an Olympian, like that was my goal. I always saw myself as an Olympian, either in gymnastics or judo. You know, when I was really, really young. As I got older, I turned to judo, but I knew I wanted to be the greatest athlete in the world. Love it. So, Arthur, what about judo and gymnastics kind of made you want to gravitate toward those sports over other? Um. Well, gymnastics, I just, I loved, you know, I, I love, uh, like, the adrenaline rush of, like, you know, learning new tricks, like new flips and whatnot, and it being dangerous, you know, or having to, you know, try to do a backflip off a four, you know, on a, on a four and beam and stay on it like that thrill I love that thrill and so gymnastics I just loved you know so that's why I like really gravitated towards it and I knew that like gymnastics made me the most flexible person and it made me like the strongest person always when it came to judo so like in judo I always when I was a kid I was so strong you know so I could really outstrength a lot of people a lot of the girls and guys when I was little and I was flexible so I could get out of any throw anytime they tried to get me in any kind of throw I could get out of it and and I just started, I really had a lot of success young. I started judo in like the end of night, like November of 1995. I think it was like by like May or so. I had won the state championships in my age and weight that June or I think that July I was I won the national championships in my age and weight or the yeah. And so like at, at that point I was just like the success, you know. And like it was fun to win, you know. And you're it's fun to like go to tournaments. You got to hang out with your friends that you always with and we traveled all the time so it was just it was really fun I enjoyed it and it was just I like playing checkers and chess and judo was very much like a chess game for me so it kept my mind stimulated you know because you're always trying to like basically out trick the other person to win the fight so that's why I gravitate towards those two um but cheerleading and you know it's funny but actually cheerleading was like my love like I was I was I was a damn good cheerleader growing up (laughs) Awesome. I know everybody so, laughed about it, but I was like such a hardcore cheerleader. And I even like, I, I mean, I cheered till I was 18 and then I worked for the National Cheerleading Association. So they would send me around the country and I would coach cheer camps, like universities and uh, colleges, like junior colleges and high schools and stuff. So uh, those three sports are my, my thing. <laughs> so I know you're starting a new sport and um, it comes to like kind of MMA fighting. What made you kind of 
may want to kind of redirect from just the judo judo to gymnastic to now MMA fighting. What what's, what's going to happen in between there to kind of make you want to make that adjustment? I kind of always did them all together. You know what I mean? And then once I got to the and then it, that was one of the biggest decisions I had to make and was whether I, was, I wanted to cheer in college or I wanted to go to the Olympic Training Center and do judo. So I ended up doing that. So once I went to college, it was strictly judo. And I was at the Olympic Training Center. So that was, I went to just a one sport athlete, you know. What helped you kind of make that decision to go to judo instead of cheerleading? I mean, it was, I'm not going to lie, that was one of the hardest decisions of my life. I know that sounds crazy, but literally one of the hardest decisions of my life. But I, you know, I really wanted to, I knew I wanted to make an Olympic team and I was going to chase, I wanted to chase that dream. And plus with cheerleading, I had just been hired by the National Cheerleading Association. So I was like, cool, I get to still coach cheerleading and judge competitions and be around the cheer world a little bit and make some money while I'm being just a judo athlete now. So it kind of gave me the best of both worlds. But more than anything, I I wanted to go to the Olympic Training Center because I wanted to continue, you know, trying to be the greatest athlete in the world and, you know, make that Olympic run. And what was that like? Oh, my gosh. I can't even explain it. I remember – so I went to visit the Olympic Training Center once in, or twice in high school. And I just remember the first time I ever, like, stepped foot, like, at the Olympic Training Center. I was, like, a kid at Disneyland for the first time. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. It's beautiful like it was just like heaven <laughs> on earth to me you know and so I I knew like I knew that I wanted like that if I had the opportunity to go to the Olympic training you know you have to be asked to go there and my senior year I actually got asked by the Olympic coach you know to move to the Olympic training center and so it was that feeling like I can't even explain it I mean to be like you walk around you see all these all these athletes you know you that you see on tv all the time they're just there you know they're training you go into the weight room and you see all the you know people from all different sports you know and just you know I mean these are all the best of the best athletes and just to be surrounded by that was just oh my gosh it's incredible and then to be a part of it to be you know even be included in that you know small percentage of you know, Americans is just incredible. And um, I don't know, I can't even explain that feeling. It's, it's pretty amazing. That's awesome. So uh, to get to that point, you got to have something get in you and kind of like keeping you driving, keeping you going. So what kind of helped you just keep going, keep driving yourself to want to be the, the best version of yourself? <laughs> well, I'm just like, for me, I mean, I was a very much a self-driven person, you know, I mean, when you, the thing about the Olympic training center is there are Olympic rings everywhere and the Olympic rings, are, you know, mean so much to me. And cause that's something I've chased every single time I walked into a gym, every time, single time I stepped on a mat, like my, those Olympic rings were there and that was my goal. That was a drive enough. You know, the Olympic team was a drive. Like that's what pushed me. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to be, you know, the best in the world. And so that, I mean, that's just, that itself is just what, what, what drove me, you know, I mean, you, you make a goal and you want to accomplish it and you do everything you can to accomplish it. So that, drove, you know, that really drove me. And I was just lucky to have a lot of support, you know, from my family and friends and stuff. And so just, uh, it's easier to push when you have, you know, good support. So. Okay. So speaking on support, so when did you two, Lynn and Pauline meet? Was it while Pauline was still um, at the Olympic training center doing judo stuff or was it more toward the MMA days? How did that connection happen? We met, um, well, Lynn, you want to tell it? Cause she says I say it wrong. Well, she makes me sound like a stalker. 
<laughs> Say your truth. <laughs> kind of creepy. No, it's not. It works. It works. Yeah. So Lynn was a fan of mine for like a year. Yeah. So I followed. Um, I followed Rhonda Rousey for years. You know, before the UFC, I was just a huge fan. Just respected her so much as a female, and then you know, a female athlete. And um, I saw Pauline pop up on Rhonda's social media, and um, she definitely sparked my interest. <laughs> um, so I started following her as well, and um, just kind of watching her career and while, wow, I mean, for years. Um, and then I guess after a two-year breakup with an ex and a bottle of wine, <laughs> I decided to um, send her a message on social media. The DMs. And, uh, yes, I did slide the DM. Slide the DM on Instagram. I did on Instagram. I remember that. And I'm not mad about it either. She responded, and we seriously like the day I messaged her. I mean, ever since then, like we have been. It's been crazy. Like we've talked for hours on the phone when you know we were apart and I mean I'm talking like I get off work talk for hours on the phone the sun comes up I have to get ready for work and I mean we like literally from the day I messaged her on yeah we, we talked nonstop. <laughs> we both made trips I made trips to LA she made trips to Nashville um yeah well, so y'all so, were like different coasts mm-hmm. when this first sparked oh wow yeah. okay yeah yeah I mean, we were literally across the country. Like, I don't, it's great. You know, that's what it's so, like, I, that's what I love. It's cool. Like, social media, like, there's no way in hell, like, she and I would have ever crossed paths, you know? Like, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's crazy. I'm just glad that um, she, she wrote back. I'm glad I saw the message because I actually, I get a lot of messages and I, a lot of times, don't read them. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't even know why. I was just, like, I remember it was really late at night or something, and I think, like, I had a, I think I even had a couple of beers, too. I'm not going to lie. And, like, I was just, like, oh, sweet. Some hot chick messaged me. <laughs> and I was bored, and, like, so I messaged back, and I happened to see the message. Like, I actually don't see a lot of the messages. You know, I get, sometimes I get, a, like, a ton of messages, and, like, there's no way I could go through all of them, and then I'm just really bad about responding. <laughs> well, yeah, that, too. So left and right, if you're, if you're listening, if you're listening, look at your DM. You never know who you may meet. Exactly. Seriously, it worked for us. So, sure. so, 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 at this time, where kind of where you in your career wise? Yeah, I, yeah. So Pauline was doing MMA. Yeah, I was already doing MMA. Yeah, I had already had like my first fight, and we met. Um, like basically, like. It wasn't even that long ago, like a how long a year ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was like a year ago. Oh, so what made you, okay? So what made you switch from, I guess, Olympic training judo um, athlete to MMA? Like I want to hit people now okay. instead of flip them. Okay, so that was uh in um okay so well, I'm missing a timeline. So basically, what happened was when Rhonda had her first UFC fight my parents and it was in LA and my parents had went to go see her you know they watched her fight and then I was still living in Colorado at the time in Colorado Springs still doing the judo thing and Rhonda um it's so funny because so Rhonda fought one and then because Rhonda's mom and my mom are you know they're still friends to this day after all these years but they uh 
like Rhonda's mom invited my mom and dad and my brother to like, you know, after her after party. So they went and then I, I was in Colorado. I had actually just watched Rhonda's fight. Then I got a phone call from my mom and I picked up the phone and it was actually it was Rhonda. And I was like, what? And I was like, hey, dude, congratulations. I just watched you fight on TV. <laughs> like, you know, and um, it was really cool. It was, I don't know, anyway, so that was that. Like, I really didn't think much of it. She was like, you need to come visit or something. We need to catch up. I was like, all right, I was like, all right well, I'll, I'll text you in a few, day, few days, whatever. You know, that's that. And at the time, I was really, I honestly was really getting burnt out of judo. This was in 2014, and it was, it was, was two, yeah, I think it was 2014 or so when I really decided, like, because I had kind of talked to Rhonda about it, and she really, like, was, like, laid it out. And was Like, I actually was at home in Los Angeles visiting family, and she was just like, look, she was like, judo, she's like, you're, like, she goes, look at this life you could live, you can, you know, she really just basically, like, told me, like, get out of judo, start doing MMA kind of thing, you know, and I gave it a long time, I mean, it was months and months and months and months, but I think I was just really burnt out of judo, I was tired, almost 20 years, I was you know, still doing judo, and I, I really was just burnt out, and I was looking for something new, and Rondo, like, just, she said it right, and didn't even hesitate, yeah, she didn't even hesitate, like, I came, I said, all right, I'm gonna move, let's do this, she said, all right, girl, she's like, I got you, and so that was it, I moved back to California, I started training at her gym, and that was it. <laughs> awesome, that's cool how, like, you know, our friends can kind of help part something that's kind of like towards the future that we don't even see if possible yet so that's awesome how she kind of guided you there yeah so, and like she knows me so well like she's the one that hooked me up with like her old stunt agent kind of thing uh, like got me into the stunt world to do stunts and whatnot and then I ended up like it was awesome I ended up working with her and doing commercials with her and stuff so she's a she, really good friend she's the homie she's awesome yeah she's, for sure the homie dude for sure the homie <laughs> so so Lynn while you're over in, in Nashville you're you're, you're looking at at, at Pauline over here and you're like all right how do I make this move so so what at what point so at what point was it like all right I want to be a part of your dream a part of your journey um you know honestly like we had great conversation because our relationship was really based on the phone for a while like the communication like literally like that's all we had was you know phone conversations and facetimes and um, and you know, you get to, you get to learn so much about somebody, um, you know, without the physical aspect to worry about too, like you're legit just talking to them and, and learning about them and hearing their dreams and aspirations and goals. And, you know, like, that's something I fell in love with. Um, she was just so passionate about everything and her life and her journey and things that she wanted to accomplish. And you can't help, but want to be a part of that. You know, like you're just, like for me, I was drawn to that. Um, so from day one, I knew that I wanted to support her. I didn't know what that looked like at that moment, but I knew I wanted to be a part of it, even if it was just, you know, a phone call away and just seeing that support system that she needed. But little did I know it was going to turn into like much more. <laughs> but, but no, I, I knew from day one that I wanted to be a part of it because it was just that contagious energy and passion you know and you just mm-hmm. you're drawn to it like I was super drawn to that so so Pauline while this is happening what are like are you thinking like I guess like what are your thoughts on this whole kind of like I know athletes sometimes you, you kind of want to focus on your sport and kind of leave everything else to the side so what how are you kind of balancing 
the transition and what are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, I, like, fortunately, like, I have a lot of experience being an athlete, you know, and, um, like, I've had relationships in the past when I was, you know, doing judo, and I saw how they affected me and whatnot, so, of course, like, I was very, actually, at the time when she and I met, like, I was very much on, like, the single path, like, it was just going to be me, 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 you know, selfish, 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 like, achieve my goals and dreams and this and that, and, like, and that's all I wanted, you know, and that was all my focus was, and because I know, like, I know what, what with, what comes with relationships, you know? However, like with Lynn, I guess that's—I just knew she was the one because it was there. What there were no issues with having a relationship. Only made me more positive. Made me heading in the in a direction that I never even like imagined. You that's know. What's up. So even before like she really got involved in stuff, just the way we clicked and everything, like our personalities and, and like just her dreams and aspirations and her drive and you know and mine as well. Like putting them together, like we just created this like team that was just unstoppable and that doesn't happen a lot actually it never has happened in relationships with me you know like I know where the separation is you know with the relationship and the sport and being able to like now you know because like the sport your sport is your life you know and now I get to do like my sport and now I have someone that's just included in that not that it's not separate you know what I mean it we became like this team and it's just like everything that I like really had issues with she was able to bring me up not you know bring me down and so I knew that like like this like this was a different support I had never felt before and never even imagined possible and now like Scott like I feel even more like sky's the limit because it's like I have someone here that I know will you know is my ride or die and will literally like work just as hard as me to make our dreams come true team Peter that yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she says that all the time. It's so it's great. Mm-hmm. So, so Lynn, at what point? At what point did you really like being a part of helping her pursue this MMA dream? Um, I guess it was right before she moved to Nashville. I flew to Los Angeles to see her. Didn't have a return flight because sometimes I would just go and be like, you know, I would just come back when I can. And we were talking and, you know, she just wanted to make some changes. Um, She just didn't feel like her career was taken off like it should. And, you know, there were just things that were going on that she just wanted, um, you know, she wanted to chase her dreams no matter what. And she was just putting the focus on her. And so um, I have a friend who actually owns the, he's, one of the owners of the gym that she trains at he's in the UFC yeah. his name is at um his name is Luke Sanders but he's yeah now he's one of the owners um at National MMA and um so I just messaged him and messaged um coach Chris Beasley um her boxing coach and just talked to them a little bit about it and they were like absolutely just you know see if she wants to come out and just train with us for a little bit um so we just kind of talked it over and that night actually she decided just to throw some things in the car and we drove her car here (laughs) and the dog um champ (laughs) our german shepherd so literally that night we packed the car and we drove from california to nashville and so i just i don't know i mean i kind of made the phone call to you know just call in a favor for a friend um and then i don't know i've just been a part of it ever since like i've just you know, 
once the fight, her first fight happened here, it just kind of kept going. And then I, I don't know, like I managed everything for her, her f- first fight here in Nashville. Well, yeah, it was Memphis. crazy. It was like, no joke. Like, cause basically my coach, like Chris Beasley, he was like, oh, Lynn, this is this like this fight promoter, a fight promoter had approached Lynn or something. I don't remember exactly, but basically it was crazy. It was just like, Lynn kind of just like, they were like, oh man, I was like, we should probably talk about sponsorships or something. Cause I have an agent, you know, I have the same agent as Nick Diaz. Um, but so they like, I kind of had, you know, an idea of what needed to kind of get done and stuff, but like me doing, like, I'm not good at that business side of it. You know, like all the paperwork, getting everything done and like emails and sponsorships and like the marketing side of it, you know? And cause team Pete, I mean, essentially it's like, I'm a business, you know? And so Lynn, like just literally like just started making phone calls, started making emails. And like, before we knew it, like she was just like, a fucking boss like all of a sudden I'm getting I have these sponsors and like all like everything just started falling into place and like people start it was just crazy like it was just it was insane and I was just like and it worked so well and it fit and like I trust Lynn with my life and then she just sends like she would get she would write up all the contracts she made everything she would just send it to like my agent and like have make sure the lawyer checked or whatever and made sure everything was fine and boom, they send it back, and, like, she was just on it, and it was just, like, there was, there was, I knew at that moment, I was, like, this is, this, this is the team, like, there was no way, like, like, there was, like, everything that I had thought that would be so stressed about, you know, having to worry, you know, the business side of it, all that, like, I would get so stressed about it that it would affect my training, and the second Lynn, like, literally just took it over, and I never had to worry about anything again, it was just, like, yeah, it was, I can't even explain how incredible that feeling is. Yeah, for her to, like, asked me to do all of it because I don't ever do anything without her saying hey Lynn because I never I never want to cross boundaries you know like I want to keep it you know like her handle things that she wants to handle if she wants me to handle something that's that's great but she has relied on me a lot (laughs) but it's been it's been good it's you know like I look out for her I you know I love her like and we talked about it so it's like who who else better to um manage you know than the person that you love and that person loves you and you know I'm going to look out for her and she's going to have my back as well so it just kind of I don't know it just kind of fit and it just happened and it works and um you know we're excited I think that's awesome just to hear how you kind of do that because you know I'm pretty sure there's a lot of athletes out there that have or you know male and female that kind of have someone in their life that really important to them to kind of like show them like hey you know, like, I'm going to be there for you, not just to be cheering for you, but have to be a part of the daily grind. It looks like you're in the grind with her on, on everything. Yeah, oh, and I yeah. told her, and I told her, you know, I said, I am 110% okay with being in the background as long as your dreams come true, as long as you don't quit. Like, I'm not going to let her quit. Like, she has yeah. a dream. She's going to go after it. And I told her, I don't, I don't mind to be in the background and to be able to look at her and see a smile on her face and know that she's doing everything she can to make her dream come true. But she wants me a part of it. She, you know, and it, it, I mean, it works and we've moved mountains together and it's, it's an awesome thing. And, you know, I had a successful career in the medical field and, um, you know, I tried working the nine to five through her first fight and 
you know, there just wasn't enough time to devote to her like I needed to and her fight camp and just the managing part of it. So we took a huge leap of faith and um, I quit my job and decided to go back to bartending. So it was more flexible and, um, you know, I'm able to reach out to more sponsors and, you know, sit through meetings or, you know, whatever I need to for her um, and for us, really. And it's more time, you know, with our families, et cetera. So we've been able to do a lot since then, but it's, um, it's awesome. It's been worth the, the sacrifice for sure. Um, and we're, yeah, we're moving mountains. So we're so excited. Here's another part that people don't know either. She also has been like turned into like my manager for stunts now too. Like, you know, we got connected with someone that, you know, with the stunt coordinator on the show Nashville and it literally like all the paperwork having to do with any of my, you know, whatever job I have or whatever, she does it like all, like really have no idea what I do without her. <laughs> So then, so I've done some stunt work for the show Nashville several times now, and it's just like, it just seemed like everything, once we like really devoted like our lives and really were like, this is what we want, we, you know, and I, I want, I just want to have to have her work ever again in her life. <laughs> like, I would love that, you know, because it's like, I, it, like she puts like, just like, yes, I'm the one training and putting in the hours in the gym, but she is right there with me, like every step of the way, like literally sitting there for hours and hours at the gym. I know she gets bored and I know she doesn't want to sit there, but she, I mean, she does it because she, like, cares, and she'll take video because it'll help me so I can look at them later, or she'll take pictures just to have them, and then, like, she just, anything, like, it's insane, like, I can't even explain, like, the amount of work she does. She probably puts in, she puts in way more hours than I do, for sure, <laughs> for each yeah. camp, like, she works fucking her ass off every single fight, so all, everything is taken care of, so all I have to worry about is training and winning the fight. Y'all are really a true team. I'm learning that, like, the journey is better when it's shared. It's safe to say that you kind of feed off each other a little bit energy-wise. Oh, my gosh. That is the one thing that I've never had that before in my life. And it's incredible because, like, as an athlete, like, we're, you know, we can be so emotional, you know, and it's such a mind game. And there are days where I am, like, so down, like down, 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 you know, something didn't go right at practice or something, you know, how, you know, I guess, I mean, this is your life. Things aren't working the way you want. I mean, you lose it a little and I mean, you understand. And then like, so those days when Lynn is able, like she just, before, like when I was, if I was in a relationship and I was having a down day, it would just turn into like a fight and disaster. And then the relationship would affect me even more. And I'm already down from, you know, my sports and whatnot. So with Lynn, it's complete opposite literally like if I'm down she just knows what to say how you know she just knows exactly what to do to like keep me inspired and make me remember why we're doing this because there are trust me there are times where we are fucking exhausted and we only have one car right now uh, and so like there are times where we're both exhausted and like she got off of work at 4 or 5 a.m and we literally will drive all the way back to Murfreesboro sleep for like an hour or two and then I have to get up and get right back to the gym and we're right there with each other and she's right there with me like and there's just we feed off each other for sure I mean our energy is great together don't get me wrong just like every relationship we have our days and, yeah. <laughs> and we may have our weeks but you know at the end of the day it's just because it's you know we do everything together you know we essentially work together we travel together we you know we do life together so there are days when when you kind of, you know, all the negative things that happen around you takes a toll on your relationship a little bit. I mean, it's not always pretty. Like this life is not glamorous at all, but 
you know, it's a grind. It, it it's is a grind, a grind and it's stressful and it's hard, but it's absolutely worth it. And at the end of the day, we, you know, we get grounded a little bit more and it's, um, you know, and it always ends up okay. And it's like, yeah. And like, I, there's, there, like, you don't find very many people in life that will just be your ride or die. Like, I mean, there are days, like, there have been times where we're like, oh, we're down to like next to nothing in the account. Like, like you know what I mean? And we will fit, we will go, we painted like a tiny home before. We've just like, should take up extra hours or something. I would go find a private zoo or something. You know, like, we will just work and work and work and do, we do whatever it takes. And there are days where like, my God, I don't know how Lynn does it. There are days where I know she hasn't slept because god knows what was going on or whatever and and then we have i mean we have two kids yeah i mean we have two boys 10 and 7 carter and grayson so you know we're moms too yeah (laughs) you know we've got their sports and their activities and um you know but they're you know they're at the gym with us too (laughs) yeah sometimes they have to come to the gym with us and watch me practice but it's uh but it's all worth it um you know like we definitely want people to know you know about our journey because we feel like so much is lost with athletes and you know you just see the glamour and and it's exactly. not all that way like we want people to know exactly how it is like we keep you know we keep notes and I take pictures and videos and you know we write stuff down because we want to you know we want to journal those things so that you know people can reach out to us at any time if they have any questions or advice you know um but we want people to really see like the inside of how it is I mean our goal is to have a book one day like we want everybody to know like you know details personal details details that a lot of people don't feel comfortable sharing but I feel like the world needs to talk more about it because there's so many people out there that I think if they just had like a little more a little something to relate to you know exactly it could be a game changer because a lot of people when things get hard they're just like oh well, it's not supposed to be this hard. It's supposed to be easy. So I'm just going to quit. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like if people really know that, yes, it is hard. It is not easy. It is fucking hard. <laughs> but if you know that going into it, you know, like it's not going to be all pretty, but at the end of the day, the results are going to be amazing. You know what I mean? So we really want people to, yeah, like connect with us and, and understand like, you don't like, let me tell you, think, like that's so much more Linda has even said. Lynn also like no joke because like when I'm training I'm cutting weight like she literally like will make my food she will make sometimes like I'll like be trying I'm just so out of it I'm so exhausted and like so tired and I'm like I'm just like trying to find workout clothes like here babe and like she already has it laid out and she has my bags packed for practice and I'm just like jeez you know my foods are like cooked or stuff like you know I'm like how in the world does she do it like you know, and like she does all that, everything, like literally everything, and somehow takes care of the kids, and somehow like makes sure like we get everything done in life as well. You know, like I don't know how she does it. There are times like two where it's like super late at night, and it's four in the morning, and she just got off work, and I'm like, babe, I'm driving home. Let's go. Like, and I, I will sit there at her work until she's off. You know, and it's because like I'm like, and people are like, oh my gosh, you don't have to sit at her like her coworkers. Like, you know, like I can't believe you just sit here until she's done. Like you could just come back. I'm like, yeah, but here's the thing. One, like, it's like, I, it's not like I get, if I don't sit here and hang out, like while she's working and stuff for a little bit, I, there's not a lot of time we'll get to see each other. We're so, you know, or like even like just spend time together, even though we're always together, like we don't get to spend a lot of time together, if that makes sense. 
So, and I'm like, you, and I tell people, I'm like, you have no idea the amount of hours she has sat on the side of the mat while I am training and training and training. And training. I, like, I do not mind sitting here for a little bit, you know, making sure, if that, making sure that she gets home safe at four or five in the morning when she's exhausted and just worked a double, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like the, the way we do it, like work for each other is like great. I feel like she does a lot more for me, but <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I so, feel like it is good. So, so for anyone listening that, you know, that's an athlete and their, you know, their girlfriend, wife, boyfriend, husband, what advice would you give them on how to maybe like kind of just manage this, this journey together? Um, communication is key. You have to be able to communicate. Um, you know, and you just have to get real with each other. Yeah, I was just going to say honesty. You yeah. really do. You really, honesty. It, it's not always pretty. It's not always what you want to hear. But if, you know, you're truly committed to somebody and their dream, and if you want to be a part of that journey, you know, you have to understand that it's their dream. You know, like other people, you may have your own dream, but it's their dream, you know, and you have to, to be able to, to be that that person and just kind of be selfless like you really have to as a partner for me I know I have to be selfless because this is her dream and this is a dream that we've created together and this empire that we have that we want to build and you have to be selfless like because <laughs> fighters and athletes in general have to be selfish you know they have a dream that they want to achieve and um, but communication is key just be understanding be patient be patient because it takes time and they you know, just understand, because I know PETA loves me, like, I know she loves the hell out of me, and there's times she may not show it, but you just have to understand and be patient that, you know, your partner may not always show it, because they're busy, and, you know, they're focused on the gym or a fight, um, so it just, I don't know, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, but you just have to be, um, you know, you just have to make sure it's what you want to do first of all because you when you dive head first into somebody else's life and their career um you know it'll it'll consume you um and if it's not something you're ready for or willing to do it will break the relationship so just communication is key and being patient and open and honest and just real with each other and like on my side of it i would say um like the athlete side is that i've really and it's taking time still to this. It's something I still work on, but I would say um, when you have someone who literally gives up everything for you, you know, and is there with you for your journey and working, you know, just as hard, if not harder for your dream, like you have to make sure like to sometimes, even though it's so easy to get so caught up and so consumed in the fight and, you know, your sport and like your training and you have to, this, the biggest thing is sometimes take a step back you know, or stop for a second and just make sure you, like, let your partner know you appreciate them, because they do need to know, and, like, if you don't tell them, you know, like, communication, they don't know unless you tell them, so sometimes, like, something I have to make sure, sometimes I try, I have to take a step back and make sure I tell her, like, you know, how much I appreciate her, how much I love her, how much she means to me, and make sure you take care of them as well, like, it, it is easy to be so selfish, and you have to be, but you still have to, like, make sure you take a little bit of time to like show your partner your appreciation and I think yeah I think that's like that's a big thing on my side that I think is really important just to make sure to keep the relationship and the whole like team going you know 
Sometimes and just make sure, like, through the process, you have fun. Yeah, have that's for be, sure. We have so have, much fun. You can't be, be small-minded. You have to be a dreamer, and you have to, you know, be so open-minded that plans will change at the drop of the hat. And, you know, like, just, just have fun with it because it's your life. Like, it is your life, and, and it's going to be hard, and it's not always going to be pretty, but try to find the silver lining out of every situation. Which we do. We have really done that. Like, anytime little things happen, we're like, we were just like, yes, like any little like step that is like in a positive direction, we're like, fuck yeah. We get excited <laughs> over good parking spots, okay? So, like, <laughs> we literally try okay. to live life like, I mean, that's real little, but like, <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, seriously, like you have to be lighthearted and um, open-minded, you know, just mm-hmm. keep your, and you pick, you know, the, on, the, on the athlete side too, before I forget, sorry, it's kind of a little off topic, but before I forget, on the athlete side, like you, your partner and you have to be willing to know that you are going to give up everything. When I say everything, there are going to be times when you're going to miss Christmases, you're going to miss birthdays, you're going to miss things. You have to be like, if you find someone who's willing to give up their life, just like you are, you know, for this dream, you have to be, you have, keep, the athletes just have to remember, like, if they are willing to give up every single thing in life, including missing Christmases, missing birthdays, missing whatever, funerals, I've missed those too, and I'm, I'm not saying, like, it's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, but I'm just saying, like, you have to be willing to give up everything for a dream, and when you find somebody who's willing to give up everything with you, like, do not let that go, and when you're fighting, you know, and the hard work and the, you know, the struggles and the, the arguments or whatever, you know, like stay positive, find ways that work for you, for you guys, like as a unit to just really like, you know, if we're ever going to like in a point where we're just like, you know, we're, we're struggling, we're both so like, you know, it gets hard. And in those hard, toughest moments, know that that one person that is will literally will is your ride or die is right next to you. Appreciate them and let the small things go and just, like just stay positive. It's so hard to stay positive, but find the balance between each other. And, and we've had like you will lose friends. And yeah. if well, I say this: if they are true friends, then you won't lose them. But you will lose people in your life because mm-hmm. you cannot go to every event or go to. You know, it's not easy, and you know, um, it's not always easy with family either. Like it, you know, people get upset, but at the same time, we ha- we both have very supportive families, and you know, they understand. Um, but I think, you know, for us lately, we've had to, in order for us to rise even higher, like we're, we have to eliminate like a lot of negativity out of our lives. So we're, you know, like atmosphere, like it doesn't matter what it is, any, anything that's negative, um, you know, that's kind of in our focus lately. And just so, you know, for athletes and, you know, your spouses or whomever, you know, just make sure that you stay on the same page and, don't listen to anybody. It's your dream. Yeah. Go after it. Oh, you know what? This Love is it. the biggest thing I have to say. This is the biggest thing I have to say. For any, like, couple or, you know, individual and couple, like, you know, whatnot, the biggest thing is you have to live life for you. That's the one thing Lynn and I have really, like, lately, especially, have really been trying to, like, practice is living life for us. Like, we can't make everybody happy. We're never going to make everybody happy. But we know what we want to do in life we know the dreams we want to accomplish and we are literally going to do anything it t- you know anything and everything it takes to get there and we're never going to quit and we have we've really had to make our 
like bubble so small and live for us, nobody else but for us. And once we really start start to do that, like you would be amazed at the growth and like just the like the growth in the relationship, but not only that, and the growth in like just our like career as well. Like it just seems like everything's just heading in the right direction. So I love how this this whole talk you you two have both you we and team so many times and and it, and it mm-hmm. shows how how I guess like you're trying you're kind of in one you know and that's just pretty yeah. dope and, and I think people can really get inspired by that they're kind of on that same journey but you know whether they're a minor, a minor league baseball player that's not getting paid much but wants to be in the, in the major leagues one day or you know the MMA fighter or football player in college so I think it, it can really be relatable to a lot of people who listen to this so definitely yeah oh it's it's tough it's it's yeah. hard but it, i've never had so much fun in my life either though like oh my we gosh, keep saying we that so much fun <laughs> we're just like man this is our life like nobody like obviously like we're just like you are always texting us and we're always somewhere else and <laughs> but yet like yeah and like it's just it's so fun and the people we meet are incredible and like this journey it is hard it's but like we make it so fun and <laughs> yeah and we try to stay positive and people they're drawn to that too and you know um we've had a lot of people come up to us lately really lately and just yeah. so like I'm so like you guys are just so great we just love you guys like you're literally like the definition of like gay or straight they're like you are literally like just a perfect couple like like people are just like you guys are such a power couple you guys are just great like people look up to us because we have such a great relationship and it's just like but they also know that we're real, though. Like, we're real about it. We're not, like, mm-hmm. fake and, like, you just always get happy and this and that. Like, no, we're we're very real. We're always real. And um, we put ourselves out there a lot. And I but think people respect that. They're drawn to that. You know, yeah. it's it's contagious. They want to be a part of it. Um, you know, so it's a we're huge thing. Real. To stay positive. Yeah. And we try to stay as positive as we can, too. And I think people um, see that, too. It's it's like, and I haven't always been this this way my whole life. So like, but really, that's how I know I'm with the right person. That's how I know this team is perfect. That's how I know I'm marrying like literally my soulmate is because like every like it just works. Like I don't know, and it just works. It just works, and it, and we do bring out the positive and best in each other. Um, and it's funny because uh, we were driving down the road one day, and Peter was telling me that. Um, Rhonda, Rhonda's mom used to say, um, if it works, it's right. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's, I mean, that's exactly right. You know, if it works, it's right. And it, it may not look right to somebody else, but it works. You know what I mean? A lot of people like, you'd be surprised at the amount of people that criticize our life. We have a lot of haters, (laughs) you know, because like, you know, I mean, cause I easily like, we both went to call like Lynn had a successful medical career. I, Literally, since like I graduated from college, I worked at a PT clinic for five years. Like, I got into grad school three times. I just never went. Like, I couldn't. Like, there's, you know, I went through the entire FBI process. Like, there's so much that like I could be doing, you know, as opposed to fighting, you know, and like, you know, because I'm 29 years old, people like just expect you to like be fully like. I mean, conventional, really. Conventional is like probably yeah, a bad word, and we are the, the opposite you. of conventional. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean. Yeah people understand it like you I don't know people expect you I guess they go through life and they see you grow up and expect you to do certain things or like want you to do certain things and then surprise surprise we don't you know we we do something totally opposite and 
it's not always a fan favorite, but, um, you know, but it's, it's our life and it's our dream and it's what we want. And so we've really, we, had live, to, for, we live for us. Yeah. We've really had to, um, focus on that because, you know, we, we can't lose any ground. I mean, neither one of us are getting any younger. Um, you know, we can't lose ground. Like we have to keep going and, you know, rolling it, whatever life throws our way, but we also have to, um, at the same time, we have to, to stay positive and get whatever around us that's going on that's negative, just, you know, get through it and move on. And not let it out. Yeah, it's yeah. Now, it's now or never. Like, and that's what we know about life. We're like, we are never going to be this age ever again. Like we have, like right now, just the two of us, like luckily the boys are a little older too. And they go, like they, we have them 50% of the time. Their dad has them 50% of the time. And it's great. It's just like, we make it work. And then like, Lynn, no other time in our life are we going to be able to do this. And we have to remind each other all the time when times are hard and, you know, and, but you know what we have, uh, we just, I don't know, we make it work and it's awesome. And I've never been so happy in my life and I've never had so much fun in my life. You know, I've done some awesome things in, in my life and traveled the world and all this with you. Like I have had like a really, I've been very fortunate to have a very exciting life and, but I've never had as much fun. I've never been so happy in my life. So I know that, that what I'm doing is right. Like, so. So every kind of work toward back in a little bit. So what's next for Team PETA? What's, what's the next big goal? What things do you want to achieve as we go into the new year? I'll go first because okay. I'll, I'll be super quick with that. Um, <laughs> you know, honestly, like 2018 is going to be an amazing year for Team PETA. Um, you know, she has the fight right off the bat after the first of the year on the 20th. So that's um, a huge deal. Um, we do have two new sponsors um, as we move into the first of the year. We have um, a meal prep company, The Good Kitchen. Um, that is going going to be sponsoring her and then her uncle's business as well. Um, he's based out of California. So we have two new sponsors, which is a huge deal. We always love um, new people, a part of our team. We've got some ideas for some training and, um, you know, different ideas for fight camps and um, some people that she's going to be working with and training with. And, um, you know, we're trying our goal, my goal, <laughs> Team Peta's goal this year is to you know, amp up the social media and, you know, focus on that. Um, and then we're going to be focusing on, on making Team PETA an LLC. So that's our focus. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we're doing to move forward and, um, you know, hopefully affect us in a positive way. Um, so, yeah, that's so far. That's what I have in the back of my mind for 2018 for Team PETA. What about you, babe? Me? Um... Well, of course, I have to fight right off the bat, the 20th, but I mean, I'm, my goal is to, we're going to um, turn pro this year for sure. I'm going to, I want to win. Uh, obviously, I mean, obviously I want to win, but like this year, I really want to like turn pro and break like out, really break out in the fight world more so, you know, than I don't even know if I can imagine yet, but like, I really want to break out into the fight world this year and show the world what I have and I mean hopefully like if we can you know we're gonna do everything we can to keep injury free and just keep fighting and I want to be in the UFC like I is it if it happened by the end of this year that would be incredible um I don't know it could be a stretch some people might think it's crazy and it could be a stretch I don't know 
but I'm going to work my ass off. And I definitely, my biggest goal is to break out into the fight world this year. Um, so more, so people know who I am kind of thing. So speaking of social media, where can people find you two at? Yeah. So, um, my social media is underscore inner strength underscore and, um, Facebook, it's just Lynn Marie Burks. Um, it's under Lynn Burks on Instagram. L-I-N. L-I-N. <laughs> um, Twitter. I don't really mess with a lot of Twitter. Yeah, about we it. usually just do Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat. And Snapchat. Um, so, yeah. And PETA's. Yeah, My yeah, stuff yeah. is all Pauline, PETA, Messias. <laughs> yep. We're hoping to have a Team PETA website up this year as well. Oh yeah, that's another yeah. thing for 2018, a website and so social media booth and for me to turn pro and break out into the fight world. Yep. And I think we're going to start having on the website and obviously I'll keep you posted and um on Definitely. social media we'll have it all posted as well, but we're going to have a website. Um people will be able to purchase Team Peta shirts and <clears throat> some other gear and um we have some Yeah, stuff. oh yeah, we're launching like some Team Peta gear. gear. Yeah, for sure. So one last question, because I'm curious, um, how'd you get the how you get the name Peta? That sound from judo or something that just stuck with you? Oh, I didn't tell you that. Okay, you have to know. It stands for pain in the ass. Okay. Wow. Yeah, P I T A, pain in the ass. <laughs> but okay, yes, I guess I am a pain in the ass. But I like basically like when I when I was. I've, I mean, I've been a pain in the ass my entire life, but you know, like my, my, my mom, when she was pregnant with me, um, she had like some issues with the pregnancy and the doctor told her I like wouldn't be, was, was deformed and wouldn't live a fulfilled life and all this stuff. And like, my dad's like, Oh my gosh, like she's a pain in the ass. She's not even born. She's a pain in the ass. She's not even born. She's a pita. And then like when I was actually born, like when I was being delivered or whatever like the doctor was like oh she's not coming yet don't worry my mom's like I really think she is and I like zoomed out and the nurse like literally caught me the doctor was still putting his gloves on and my dad like I guess he's some I don't know if he said it or what exactly he was like see she's a pain in the ass Peter like it was just kind of like a thing so I just it's just been my nickname my whole life so now I just now I get a fight name and now I'm like oh hell dude I'm gonna make Peter like awesome because everybody that hears it like peter like oh yeah it fits but i'm like okay yeah it fits okay yeah but <laughs> it's a cool story <laughs> i know that peter all right Tanya. all right go <laughs> well i appreciate you two so much for talking with me thank you so much for um giving us this opportunity yeah. to, you know to reach out to people and um you know be that avenue and just like share our story like um we can even have like a further more like you know to the story like later on and stuff. Part two. Part two. There you go. <laughs> part, part two. Uh, hey, I'm all for it. Team Pete all the way. Well, right dope. On. And uh, I'll talk to you too soon. And thank you so much. Oh, all right. You. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Nine Points Started With The Dream podcast. I was your host, Jacoby Gillum. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can check out more about what we're doing with Nine Point at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode. Talk to you soon.